Welcome to the Practical Growth Podcast. I'm your host, E.B. Johnson, top writer on Medium.com, published author, and master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. You've landed on the podcast that takes you on a journey into the heart of relationships and self-discovery. This is a must listen for those who are ready to overcome their toxic relationships and their toxic patterns. You can expect real talk, practical guidance, and raw and relatable guests that you'll be talking about for weeks. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, hello again, my lovelies. It is me, E.B. Johnson, your favorite neurolinguistic practitioner, your favorite medium.com writer, your favorite TikTok coach and educator. And we are back, back, back at it again today with a new episode. Going to be switching gears today, getting into a juicy, juicy topic that I know is going to hit a bunch of you where it's not so much hurts, but uh, you're going to see yourselves in today's episode. You're going to see yourselves for sure. Um, And you will also probably hear my dog, Percy, who is in here with me today, snoring away, happy as can be. Um, He's been feeling a little bit under the weather, so he's uh, cuddled up here with me today recording the podcast. So uh, apologies for any of his snores that he he might emit. He's a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, so you know how they are. They they can't help but snore every time they sleep. So um, send some good vibes his way, and we hope that he gets to feeling better soon. But until then, we are going to dive into it. We are going to dive into it. What are we talking about today? Uh, It's a relationships episode. I know we've been doing a lot of heavy hitters there with the narcissistic families, the toxic families, narcissistic parents, yada, yada, yada. So today we're going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to be talking about toxic relationships. Specifically, we're going to be talking about that feeling of relief that some of you get. Every time your partner leaves, you know, how they head to work for the day, they close the door, you hear the keys into the car, the car disappears down the drive and you go, oh, Uh, that's the feeling we're going to be talking about today. Why do you feel so much relief when your partner leaves? Uh, Why does your life seem better when they are not around? Does that mean you're in a healthy relationship? Does that mean you're in an unhealthy relationship? We're going to break it down and we're going to make you look at what else? Some hard truths. Before we jump in, however, you know I would be remiss if I didn't remind you that applications are open now for my eight-week private coaching program. Now, this is for people who are serious about making changes in their lives, who are ready to be held accountable, and who are ready to actively, that's the key word there, actively improve their mental and emotional health, understanding, and skills. I will teach you how to regulate your nervous system, how to regulate your emotions, and how to holistically improve all the working systems of your body and your mind. Now, this is a very serious program and it's only for very serious people. That's why I only take six clients at a time. So if you want to make sure that you are in this next program, then you need to head to therealebjohnson.com and click on working with me. Okay, that's therealebjohnson.com and click on working with me. This is an NLP program and it's based on NLP practices, which means it's all about focusing on the brain, on the rest of the nervous system, combining that with the neuro-linguistic structures in your brain, empowering you through neuroplastic exercises and helping you to not only literally rebuild your brain, okay, but to reprogram it, to reprogram your beliefs, to align yourself with your values so you can now 
quickly improve the quality of your life and get the relationships and the future that you really want. So to sign up for that, head over to therealebjohnson.com and click on working with me. But don't wait. Spots will fill up fast. All right. So let's go. Let's get into it. Let's dive in. Um, Relief. Why do you feel relieved when your partner or your spouse leaves the house, when they go to work, when they're not around you? Why does it feel easier? Why does it feel lighter. You know, this is something that if you grew up in a dysfunctional house or you had a lot of childhood trauma growing up, uh, this is probably a feeling, you know, well, right? Like I know for me, it was always a huge relief whenever I was just home by myself. I loved, 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 loved being home by myself because I knew I wasn't going to get yelled at and I wasn't doing anything, right? Like I would just lay on the couch and like eat potato chips and watch TV and like run around and stuff when I was a little kid. So, um, uh, but it was still a relief. Like I just felt at ease. I could sleep. I wasn't anxious. I didn't feel like I had to keep myself out of the way. It was always a relief. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to not necessarily have this in my romantic relationships growing up, but everyone around me when I was growing up did right. Like I had so many people in my family and my friends, uh, throughout my life that were just, they would complain about their partners and describe like, oh, it's so much better when they're not around. They would have more fun when their partner or spouse wasn't around. They would crack jokes. They would become a different person. Uh, why does that happen? Why does that happen? Is it just because like blanket, it's abuse? Uh, it's a bit more complicated than that. But if you're feeling relieved, if you feel a sense of ease or lightness when your partner or spouse isn't around, it is a big red flag that you need to pay close attention to. You know, we especially, you know, I know a lot of the people listening to this, they're like trauma survivors and abuse survivors, and they've overcome a lot of hardship in their lives, right? Um, unfortunately, one of the side effects of those experiences is that people that come out on the other side of them have a bad habit or a tendency to trivialize or diminish their feelings, right? Um, they play things down. It's not as bad as, you know, it seems. It, there's, um, I know that for, for those of you who are Housewives fans, there's a great example for in Real Housewives of New York where um, there's almost this very serious boat wreck in one of the cast members the whole time. She's like, no, no, it's fine. Nothing's wrong. Everybody calm down. This is just what a boat ride is like. And everyone else is screaming and holding onto the railings and vomiting into buckets, screaming, like, no, 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 this is not normal. This is not right. Um, that's kind of what trauma teaches you to do. It teaches you to minimize the situation, to keep yourself cool, calm, and collected in the middle of absolute chaos and devastation, which, yes, on one hand can be good, but it can also come with a lot of downsides, namely that you don't pay attention to big emotions, to red flags, like the sense of relief that you get when someone important to you, like your partner or your spouse is not around. Okay. Those are things you can't ignore. It's like anger. We talk about, you can't ignore your anger, that sense of relief, an emotion like that is significant. It also cannot be ignored. It's one of the most important feelings that you can get in a relationship to pay attention to. We, you know, we act like the lovey-dovey stuff, the ooey-gooey stuff is the only thing worth talking about, worth paying attention to, worth pursuing, um, but you need to pay attention to the other side of the coin as well, the the negative aspects, the things that make you feel uncomfortable, unworthy, um, things that make you feel detached or fearful. 
This sense of relief could indicate all of that. Okay. It's a very, very important emotion and it comes from different places. I know that some of you are instantly like, well, that's abuse. If you're, if you feel relieved, you're being abused. Uh, not necessarily. There are six different reasons that you might feel this sense of relief and some of them are more severe than others. So let's just get right into it. Let's just jump right in. Um, what are these six kind of factors, these six elements in a relationship that could create that sense of relief, that sense of oh, whenever your partner leaves the room, right? Uh, number one, something is off balance. Something something in the relationship is off balance, okay? We don't have to fly immediately to like a huge, major, this is dramatic, terrible, traumatic relationship. Sometimes the relief that we feel uh, when we're away from our partner is because something inside of that relationship just isn't sitting the way it should be. Um, our subconscious sees a lot more than our conscious brain. Okay. It picks up on a lot more of the patterns because our conscious brain has a willingness, right? Like we, we don't really necessarily want to see certain things or we haven't really become aware of patterns, but our subconscious knows it sees and feels a lot more of the deeper emotions than we sometimes do. Um, and that's certainly at play in a relationship, okay? If you're relieved or happy that your partner has exited your life in some kind of way, then that relief could reflect to people who are off balance, okay? When our needs aren't getting met or we don't feel like we're we're meeting our needs or our partners equally on the road where they're at, it starts to feel like one person's carrying more of the baggage than the other or one person is more present or more invested than the other. Uh, and that place, connections become really tense and they feel really stilted and awkward. So if you feel like you're doing all the work all the time in your partnership, or you feel like your partner is just not as present as they should be, it's going to create feelings of resentment and feelings of disappointment. Okay. You're going to feel like you didn't get what you were supposed to get, or they're not delivering on what they promised. And that's frustrating. And the same goes for the other person. If you start dropping the ball, if you don't show up the way you were supposed to show up, if you're not trying then they're going to feel resentment. They're going to feel disappointed. And then that becomes awkward, especially if you don't know how to communicate. So if they feel like, you know, they're on one side and you're on the other, you're going to feel relief when they're not in the room because you don't have to deal with it, right? The problem is temporarily gone for a minute. So that's one reason that we would find that we might feel a sense of relief, okay, when our partner's not around. But let's hit on the next one, okay? And I, I kind of touched on it a bit in the end there. Communication, a loss of communication. You see, relationships are incredibly complex. You're combining two complete worlds together. You're stitching two entire human experiences together like a quilt. It's a, it takes time. It's a process. You got to figure out how to do it right. Um, and to do that, it requires a balance of open communication, period. End of story. I'm not talking about osmosis. I'm not talking about guessing what your partner thinks or some kind of magical telekinesis, telepathy, whatever. Um, we are talking about communication speaking to one another. Both partners have to be able and willing to talk about the good things and the bad things, what they're feeling, what the other person is feeling, problems, solutions, answers. Um, they, Everyone in the relationship has to be open about their insecurities, their worries, their upsets, the things that make them happy, the things that make them uncomfortable, the boundaries, etc. Um, as time goes on, that communication can become more challenging, right? Because our experiences inside of that relationship become more complex, more is demanded of us. We meet um, with really hard circumstances, you know, the death of someone, the death of a family member, the death of a child, and then holy crap, infidelity. There's so many different big 
crazy, painful, scary things that happen in a relationship and you have to be able to talk your way through them. If you can't, guess what? It gets awkward. Yes, that's right. It gets awkward. A loss of communication in a relationship always makes things so awkward because you get off step, you get on different pages. One person gets used to looking inward and then they get stuck there um, and they block out the other person and then everything just gets disjointed. It creates relief when your partner leaves, when that's your relationship. Okay. When you don't know how to talk about things, it's a relief when you don't have to talk about things. And that happens when the other person's gone, because that's it, right? You're going to have minimal contact. There's, you know, a low likelihood that you're going to be held accountable for anything or have to come up with answers or solutions for anything big, scary, and critical. So um, loss of communication, another big reason that we find relief when our partners and spouses are gone. Let's take that deeper then when we look at this third reason, okay? Let's take that deeper. A loss of communication in a relationship is often an indicator of something bigger at play. When you stop communicating, when you become unwilling to communicate or unable to communicate, it's usually a sign that something serious is going on in someone's life and it's not being resolved because when things are good, it's easy to talk about stuff. When things are not good, it's a lot more difficult to talk about things, okay? And then that brings us to this this third reason that you might be feeling relief. You might genuinely have a connection with your partner that's on the breaks. Like the connection that you have has just eroded. Your actual connection to one another, emotional, physical, spiritual, whatever it is, um, it's eroded. It's eroded. That's what we usually find. That connection, it's the tangible link that attracts us and draws us together. It's the glue of the relationship, okay? That connection that you two share with one another, When those bonds erode, it's almost impossible to reach out to each other, okay? It becomes almost impossible. Walls go up, divides become wider. We just kind of sit in awkward silence or go in different rooms when one person enters the other. There should be a strong draw between you and your partner, okay? There should be a shared vision between you and your partner. Mutual goals, this bigger picture aim that allows you to overcome the hardships. When you lose that, right, which is the central part of your connection, those shared goals, those shared desires, that shared connection. When you lose that, it's incredibly painful and that pain is really hard to address. The walls become higher. So if you and your partner aren't connected anymore, if that connection has eroded, you forget what brought you together. You forget why the system's there, why the system works, what you're even working toward. You stop sharing interests, laughs, memories, goals. It makes spending time together awkward and borderline a relief when you don't have to. There it is again, relief. So look at your connection with your partner. Has that connection eroded to something you don't even recognize anymore? That alone might be the reason why you're grateful that they're gone. Number four. Nope, we're still not at abuse yet. (laughs) But the fourth reason that you may feel... That relief that your partner has left for the day or left the room or has gone out of town for the weekend or has taken a big two-week trip away with the boys, the reason that you might actually feel relief is because you're hiding from the truth. You're hiding from the truth. And some of you are going to be plugging your ears at this point and fast-forwarding it because you are not going to want to hear it, but here it is. Some connections, some relationships, they erode too much. They erode too far, period. There's nothing else to be said about that. The connection lapses, it disintegrates, it evaporates, 
And when that happens, you land yourself in partnerships that basically devolve into madness, right? The divides are too big. There's no bridges that can be built. The challenges are too great for the partners to face and everyone's ready to throw in the towel. When you're in that space, you just got to accept the tough truth of it. You got to stop banging your head against those brick walls. You have to stop trying the same solutions over and over and over and over again, knowing that they don't work. Okay. If you feel a dramatic sense of relief every time your partner is gone, it could indicate that something is um, irrevocably broken in your relationship uh, and that neither one of you are facing it. So it could be the sign that both of you need to sit down at the table, (coughs) excuse me, and accept reality as it is. Maybe you're not made for each other. Maybe you don't like being around each other anymore because you don't like each other anymore. You don't like being around each other anymore. You just don't want to inhabit the same space in the same relationship in the same way. And that's okay. Things may have grown too far apart. That hurts. But frankly, neither one of you may be willing or able to do the work it takes to put things back together. And that just is what it is. It doesn't mean anything bad has happened. It doesn't mean either one of you are bad people. It just means things didn't work out. Sometimes things don't work out. So be an adult. If you're relieved when you're apart and nothing bad has happened in the relationship, maybe it's just a sign that you're not supposed to be in that kind of a relationship together. Maybe the door is closing on your partnership. For the kind of fifth element to this experience, um, I want you to look inward. I want you to consider the inward factor because we talked a lot about like, oh, well, if your partner's doing this or this is happening outwardly in your relationship or this experience. But now I want you to look inward because it's not always about the outward. Sometimes that relief you feel, that awkwardness, it has nothing to do with the other person. Nothing. They haven't done anything wrong. Nothing has actually changed with them. It's all about you. Things have changed with you. They've changed with your mindset. They've changed with your experiences. And that brings us to this kind of fifth reason you may feel this massive relief. You might be running from the storm. And what I mean by that is you might be dealing with massive personal, private, internal chaos in your life. And you are so busy treading water, trying to keep your head above things that you just simply do not have the mental, emotional, physical bandwidth for another person. So when they go away, you feel relief, right? Because you don't have to mask. You don't have to listen to them. You don't have to answer questions, be accountable, talk about your feelings, um, talk to them about what they need or what they want or what they've got going on in their lives. Sometimes that relief is just more of a sign of what we're feeling. It's not always a great calamitous outside flaw. Sometimes it's just because you're overwhelmed and you shut down because you don't have healthier coping mechanisms. Sound familiar? When you're dealing with like challenges at work, maybe you're having drama with your friends or you've just had a death in the family or you're dealing with your own mental and emotional health struggles. Those experiences pull you away from your partner. They put you in these rumination circuits. You run around and around. You degrade mentally, emotionally, physically. It's hard for you to imagine anything outside of your own suffering because you're trying so hard to survive it. And that's where the relief often comes from. It comes from 
you not having the tools to communicate what you're experiencing, not having the space that you need to process it in the way that you need to process. Sometimes it has nothing to do with them at all. And last but not least, here it is. The one you all expected from the start. That sense of relief you feel. The sixth and final puzzle piece. Yes, it might come from insane red flags that you're ignoring. Specifically, um, abuse and major trauma that is happening right in front of your face. It is one of the most important signs that you can't ignore. For those who are in mental and emotionally abusive relationships, partnerships, families, marriages, situationships, work environments, you might have a hard time recognizing your abuse, okay? Because it's not physical. You don't have a black eye. You don't have a broken arm. One of the first signs that you might get that something is amiss, that something is wrong, that something is not the way it should be, might be the sense of relief that you feel when you are removed from that person or that environment. Do you literally smile when you're away from your partner or spouse? Like, do you literally feel happier, feel safer when they are gone? Does your house kind of flood with a lightness every time that person leaves? Then you need to listen carefully. Step back and take a look at the situation or the relationship that you're in. What is the net positive? Do you have more positive experiences in that relationship than negative ones? Or are the experiences you have in that relationship overwhelmingly negative? When you try to think back and remember and you try to focus in on all the positive and all the good, do you only see and feel negative memories, negative responses? Your life should not be better when your partner or spouse isn't around. Your life should not be better when anyone exits it. If you have high quality people in your life that are being loving and respectful and supportive, then your life won't be better when they're not around. If, however, you have anyone in your life that the second they exit it, your life gets better, you mentally and emotionally are better, your other relationships get better, your career prospects get better, you just feel better, you feel more effective, you're more productive, then you're dealing with a potentially toxic person. Okay? If you feel relief when your partner or spouse or friend or family is gone out of the picture, then it's time for some deeper questioning because it could be, yes, a sign of abuse or another serious and dangerous obstruction in that relationship. What is our solution then? You know, I never leave you hanging. If those are the six kind of facets that bring all of that to us, that create that sense of relief whenever our partner is gone, what happens then? How do we fix it? What can we do to fix it? What's the solution? Uh, It's not enough to just acknowledge the pain points. If all you're going to do is sit around and point out the pain and the problems and not look for solutions, then you're not looking for help. You're not looking for improvement. You're not looking for advice. You're just looking to wallow. You're looking to wallow. So with the exception of abuse, some of the relationships that we kind of talked about before, they can be improved, right? Um, The abusive relationships, they cannot. So what is it? What are the practical steps that we take in order to solve these relationships that we're in. There's three things I want you to focus on and to consider before you create a plan to get yourselves out of these relationships or to improve them. One, how do you want the issues solved? How do you see the issues being solved? Do you want to talk things out? 
Does there need to be a move? Does there need to be new careers? Does there need to be new friend groups, new behaviors? What is it? How do you want that issue solved? Number two, once you know how you want the issue in the relationship solved, ask yourself, what do you want to say and how do you want to say it? What is the most positive way to communicate what you've realized and the solutions that you need in order to get the partnership back on track? And last but not least, is the problem worth fixing in the first place? I can tell you right now, if you are in an abusive relationship with someone who is mentally or emotionally manipulative, coercive, abusive, it, there is no fixing it. You cannot fix a toxic person. You cannot fix a narcissistic person. You cannot improve them. You will not improve them. You cannot inspire them. You will not inspire them. Okay? You are not going to be able to fix a problem unless you are in a relationship with someone who is willing to say, I have screwed up. I am wrong. I will fix this too. If you're not in a relationship with a partner who is willing to come to the table as equally as you are and do as much work as you are and take as much accountability as you are willing to take, it's not going to work. It's time to move on. Just going to pull that bandaid off right now. So consider what's wrong and how you want to fix it. How do you want to feel in that relationship? What are you going to get in return? What are you not willing to compromise on? Next, ask yourself, can we even solve this? Okay, can we even solve this? If you're not trapped in a toxic or abusive relationship, you may decide to bring the spark back and you may be able to. For everyone else, you need to create a path to freedom. And you need to do that as safely, slowly, and simply as possible. So what do you think? What do you think? What do you think about those kind of six elements that kind of force you into this this pattern of, of relief and detachment? You know, no one can define a happy relationship, but you and your partner or spouse, that will look different to every single person that's in a relationship, okay? But there is a universal truth, And that universal truth is that you should never be miserable, frightened, angry, or heartbroken inside of a relationship with someone who claims to love you. Connections like that should overall, overall bring us more good and more positive than bad. So don't settle for a relationship where the sound of slamming doors becomes a sigh of relief to you. That's twisted and you don't have to exist that way. Have enough respect not to plant yourself in a rut of misery, okay? Stride for something better. You deserve passion and respect and intimacy. You deserve a beautiful relationship and you always have. You don't have to do anything for that except make the right healthy choices for you. For you. You alone can create that relationship that you want. And that is it. I hope that has shown a big light on this problem for some of you. I hope that it's, it's um, you know, given you an aha moment, illuminated something for you. That's always the point here, right? We want to illuminate something. We want to make it better, make it clearer. Once it's clear, once it's in the light, we can improve it. We can do something about it, but not until it's in the light and we've accepted reality as it is. And our relationships are no different. If you loved the episode, why don't you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. Tell them what you liked, how it helped you, um, and it really helps. It it helps me reach people who need to hear me, and it just helps me get this podcast heard. I don't know if you guys know how much work goes into a podcast and into all the articles that I write and all the videos that I make and all the the guides that I email and, and everything else, the weekly newsletters. So it would just be a massive help if you could leave a five-star review of the podcast. Let them know that, you know, practical growth 
you know, gave me some insight. It, it, sh- it shined a light on something for me. You know, that's all we want to do. That's all we want to do here. So thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find me on TikTok at the really B Johnson, and you can also find me on Instagram and on medium.com again, EB Johnson. Um, and for everyone else, you know, sign up for my group coaching, come and join a great group of people who are so compassionate, so loving, so supportive. Uh, you can do that on, on Patreon. So head over to patreon.com slash practical growth. And for everyone else until next time, keep your heads up, keep your eyes on the stars and keep moving forward. Bye-bye.